This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. There was a lot going on this past week for the 76ers. So much, we couldn't zero in on just one specific topic for this week's Deep Dive. Yep, we had to run it back. And by it, we mean everybody's favorite game, answer or samesies. Don't remember what it is? No problem. Neither do we. But we try our best. I'm Lauren Rosen. I'm Devon Givens. And I'm Brian Seltzer. From Joel Embiid's return to George Hill status, we play the latest edition of Answer or Samesies here on the Friday Deep Dive. Are we here, guys? Have we officially reached the home stretch of the season? Can we anoint this, the final stretch run of this crazy NBA season? I'd say we're entering the home stretch of the regular season. But yeah, I heard it last night on the national broadcast saying, that we had entered the home stretch of the season. I found it a little bit rattling because we were just in the bubble, but crazy. It's been, I mean, I think part of that has to do with the condensed season, right guys, that the end sort of crept up on us a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And it it has crept up on us very quickly. We are already in the month of April, but when we look at it with 21 games remaining in a normal season, we would be talking about the quarter point, the final quarter of the season for the 76 or so absolutely final stretch and this is when we start to say okay this is the seeding time this is the rotation time this is where we are let's get to it if the home stretch is not here now i think it will definitely begin next wednesday when the brooklyn nets are in south philadelphia final matchup of the season between the two teams that are looking to clinch the eastern conference hopefully everyone's healthy for that can't wait for that Three games on the road stand between now and then, crazily enough, for the Sixers, but it is hard not to see that game shining on the horizon line right now. I think everybody in the league has had that one on their calendars since perhaps before Brooklyn made the additions that they've made in the last couple of weeks. I think as soon as James Harden joined that team, you were trying to figure out when they were going to come head-to-head with the best in the East, which has been the Sixers for the majority of this season. Um, I agree with you, Seltz. May we have everyone healthy for that matchup because it'll sure be something. We've been waiting for this one. The last time we talked about this very thing in South Philadelphia, the only one that showed up, I believe it was James Harden, right? Wasn't it James Harden? Yeah, Kyrie Irving was out. Kevin Durant was already on the sideline. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I, I think most of us, as we look at the rest of this three-game road trip for the Sixers, but most importantly, we kind of look ahead 
to the next matchup against the top two teams in the Eastern Conference and, and how you gauge yourself against each other. So for us here, of course, see what this team looks like against a fully staffed, if you will, Brooklyn Nets team. But, but honestly, for me, and I was just talking about this, I kind of get to a point where even though you want to see them against the, the Brooklyn Nets or even the Milwaukee Bucks in the, the two games later on in the month, back-to-back on the road, and I was just mentioning this of how I am more worried about the Sixers than I am who the opponent is because of how I feel the Sixers are just as good as any team in the NBA. So that's how I look at it. Also, there was no Blake. There was no LaMarcus the last time around for the Nets. They've been added to the fray. I think we already know what the subject of next week's Friday Deep Dive is going to be. It'll be our chance to react <laughs> to what happened in that game. But as far as for this week, I feel like there were a handful of grab bag topics we could cover. We have the 76ers and the Pelicans, Joel Embiid, Zion Williamson, perhaps, on the same court for the first time ever, coming later on, on this Friday night. Ben Simmons, want to check in on him. And of course, this past week, the big story for the 76ers, the return of Joel Embiid. So I feel like when we have these opportunities to go into the grab bag, there is no better setting in which to play Our favorite game here on the Friday Deep Dive. We're pulling it out. Round two of answer or samesies. But the problem is, I think I was so overwhelmed by answer or samesies the first time around, I don't think I remember how to play. Does anyone else remember? (laughs) How how did we do it? Did I say the topic and then you two responded and you could choose whether or not you wanted to answer or you had the samesies? That's correct. Right, Lauren? Wasn't that how it went? I think the first person has to the first person has to have an answer, right? And then everybody else gets to decide if they agree mm-hmm. or not. And what I like about this game is it doesn't force us to fight against each other, as as lots of programs nest might prefer. On this program, we're okay with agreeing. We're collaborators, right? not quarrelers. <laughs> yes. Right. Lovers, not fighters. Absolutely. No. We have nothing good good vibes here on the Friday deep dive. That's right. The best. Let's let's do it. Okay, we're going to start with the 76ers and the Boston Celtics from Wednesday night. With a rebound, and that'll do it. A 20-point win for the Sixers on the road in Boston at the Garden. It'll be a final of 106-96, and the Sixers sweep the season series with Boston. They win by 20 Should points. these rivals meet again? Are we concerned? Is there any reason to be concerned? I say for the 76ers, provided good health, I'm not quite concerned. Answer, or slash elaborate, or samesies. I'm with you, Celts. Not super concerned as long as Joel Embiid is available in a potential series down the road. They just have no answer for him. And as for the guards that do such a good job, the wings that do such a good job in Tatum and Brown and Walker on the Celtics, the Sixers have three strong wing defenders that can match up with each of them when they're all healthy, right? So as long as Joel Embiid is available to cause problems down low, there's just no there's no matchup this year, and, and it feels nice. I agree with you both. When you, I think the X factor, of course, is Joel Embiid in any potential series with the Boston Celtics. And no Tristan Thompson in the game, but even when Thompson did play earlier in the season, Joel Embiid was still Joel Embiid. So, yes, it's another body for another six fouls in this particular case because he did foul out Robert Williams uh, and others just were no match with Luke Cornett, Taco Fall getting a few minutes and throwing Semi Ojale and Grant Williams. Throw them all at him. 
it didn't matter. And it, 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 it won't matter, I don't think, in a series, again, as Lauren mentioned, as long as he's healthy and able to play in every game, then I don't think that there's, there's an issue there. I always have respect for them because of what they've done in the past against the Sixers in the postseason. But this season, it just seems different. Same Z's. But I am still going to add on top of that. I think both of you are totally on point. This is not to throw shade. This is not the Sixers podcasting guy throwing shade at the rival of the Sixers, the Boston Celtics. I think they have a great team. We know how well coached they are. Tatum, Brown, don't like him on another team. You would love him on your team. They are terrific talents. I just think, D, to build on your point, in this specific season, as currently constructed in 2020-2021, the Boston Celtics not cut out for the 76ers. That was the one thing that my biggest reaction to their movement at the trade deadline wasn't even so much Fournier, and they didn't have him. We should note that for the game the other night. But Daniel Tice, I don't want to build him up to be the second coming of the greatest defensive five-man of all time, but I thought he actually had success against Joel Embiid in the past. I thought he was someone who was effective, whether it was in the bubble or when they rolled him out earlier in the season. I agree. And I had the opportunity when the deal went down on a deadline day, trade deadline, to speak to a couple of Celtic fans that I'm, I'm close with that, I, you know, know the team very well. And it was the opposite. Celts learned that they were, couldn't wait to get rid of Daniel Tyson. I'm like, well, what was I missing? Every time I watched, it seems, and of course, watched them when they were nationally televised games or certainly against the 76ers. But in the matchups that I have seen, I was I come away and looking at him saying, okay, you know, I, I worry a little bit about him. But hey, if they're, they felt like it was time for him to move on, then so be it, because that's just one less front court uh, piece that they have to, again, throw successfully in, in a little bit at, at Joel Embiid. Sixers go to Curry, to Green, into Joe, and Embiid turns and jams it. An exclamation point. Bye-bye, Boston. What a play by JoJo. A slam on Jalen Brown. It was not peak Joel Embiid against the Celtics this week. It was still pretty damn good. 35 points, 16 for 20 from the line, six boards, 115 total points against the Boston Celtics in three matchups. Doc Rivers told the story that Joel and he were walking with each other after the game on Tuesday, and Joel told him he was back. Doc said, I noticed. Do we think Joel Embiid is back? Answer or samesies? Am I going first again? There, I guess, has to be a first answer, yes. I think Joel Embiid is indeed back. If Joel says he's back, he's back, right? After that first return against the Timberwolves, he said he felt rusty. He didn't feel great. He wasn't super comfortable. Still good, but he didn't feel super comfortable, didn't feel super confident. If Joel says he's back, I'm going to go ahead and believe him. Funny, though, that a 35-point performance actually brought his average against the Celtics for the season down. Right. Right. Yeah. And, of course, it was about the – yeah, 35, you know, as you said, just great performances against the Celtics all season. They've been unable to do anything against them. And I agree. He is he's back if he says he's back. Because even when you look at his his line for the game, and it says one for five from behind a three-point line, okay, you take those other four misses from behind the three-point line away, and he's still shooting very efficient and the 16 of 20 from the free-throw line that you just spoke of. And as he pointed out, missing four free throws, not acceptable for him. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say he is back. And, Lauren, to your point, four more points at the free throw line, and he has that 39 that's right on his average. <laughs> I feel like we're typically, all three of us, very agreeable and on the same page. 
I'm taking the other stance on this. Not back. Dominant, but still not quite back to peak ultra Embiid pre-injury. Because I think you're right. I think four free throw misses in a game. He knows he's better than that. He took 20 attempts. We should note that. But also a lot of jumpers on the wing. Can we see more of that dunk that he delivered on Jalen Brown late in the game? See more of that post-play on the interior moving forward as he continues to get more and more comfortable does he iron out some of the turnovers that weren't as much of an issue before the injury? I mean, he's phenomenal right now. I'm just totally splitting hairs. But I think, right. and I think that you guys would say this too. Um, I feel like he's back, but maybe not all the way back. He's he is back enough to make a huge difference for the 76ers. But I think all of us would say, starting with Joel himself, that there's still a couple couple more layers he can get to. Still room for improvement. Absolutely. Yep. And that's what we want to see. We want to see him ramp it up even more in the final games of the regular season as we gear up for the start of the postseason. I remember more how the rhythm of this game answer or same as goes. I think the topic is introduced, someone responds, and then the next person says if they're going to answer or if it's same Okay. I don't think we need to say answer or same right off the bat. This is really right. clearly eating at me. It's an intricate game we have here. It is. It is. thought something with such a basic, simple, unappealing name could really be all that complex. I thought Ben Simmons gave the Sixers a nice shot in the arm in the third quarter against the Celtics. Had six of his 12 points in that period. This time Simmons does take fall, and he has his way. Ben Simmons in the open floor where he can get his. Was able to get out on the break. What does Ben need to be doing right now, guys? What do we think? Uh, I I do want to see... More so, uh, I'll say answer more so than Samesies here because uh, just, uh, although we saw the sixth in the third quarter for his total of 12 and his defense was phenomenal on both wings when he was out there, I saw a couple of things that I didn't like. I felt he could have been more aggressive looking for his as well. Um, they shot 73 field goals in the game against Boston. And I felt there were a few more that he left out there with just the overpassing that. Could have been his versus his teammates, and he's passed first and worry about his scoring secondary. And I know what Doc Rivers had to say. We worry about it more than he does. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen him for four years, so we know the style of play. And, yes, he's watched him over the years. And, of course, with his film study coaching against him, uh, I, I don't think he's where he needs to be at this point in the season. So if we're looking at MB being better, I think Simmons can also be better going forward as we gear up for the playoffs, not only for locking in the first seed and being in a good spot, but also for kind of looking at redemption a little of the past performances in the postseason. Still a young player, of course, but no longer are you young when you're in the postseason for three years and you have experience. So I say answer, not the same Z's, because there, there's more that I believe that's in there to contribute to the team. I'll answer, too, on that. I think it's important to keep in mind, and I'm not sure exactly what order this takes with Ben as far as the most important aspects of his role, whether he needs to be all-league defensive player of the year candidate first, then second to that, facilitator, or if it goes facilitator first, then all-world defender, they're probably right up around the same line. But I think those are the two things that Doc Rivers is asking Ben Simmons to be the most of. So I feel like some of the things we're seeing with Ben, 
could be a reflection of the marching orders he's getting from Doc Rivers and the coaching staff. I really do believe, and Doc has said this a handful of times, he views Ben as a straw stirrer for the offense, someone who gets things going, and then an elite all-world defensive player. And I think he is still doing that from what we've seen so far. I do believe the one thing that Doc would say about stuff that immediately on the scoring side he would want to see from Ben, just making sure he gets some of those free throws back up. Um, made his final four free throws in the game against the Celtics, missed his first four. Um, but that's where I, I think Ben is at. But obviously in a perfect world, it's that all-aggressive in every facet of his game that we saw going into the All-Star break. And anytime Simmons mentions Lauren real fast is that he says it himself that he he has to get his stuff together. So uh, I'll take his word for it. Quality parental advisory radio edit version of that, paraphrasing that comment by you, Devon. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to jump in. I I think I agree more with, with Seltz than I agree with you, Devon, on this one. I think that people are really quick to look at Ben's scoring numbers and, and to talk about whether or not they've gone up or down or, or where they stack up compared to previous seasons. And for me, if Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid are going to score at a higher rate, that's that's fewer points to go around when you're a guy on this team. When you add a Seth Curry, you add a Danny Green, both of whom have had really big scoring nights. That's fewer points for Ben Simmons to go out and get. And because there's more scoring surrounding him now, he's decided to go and improve his game elsewhere on the defensive end where he has been, in my opinion, the defensive player of the year. So I have nothing but respect. Can he get better? Certainly. He said it. I think every player on this team would agree that they all have places where they can improve. But I'm going to go ahead and be a Ben Simmons defender on this one and make sure that we talk about the fact that while the scoring maybe has gone down a tiny bit, other players' scoring has gone up. The team's not losing. The team is still succeeding at a really high rate. And he found an area where he could get better without taking away from any of his teammates, maybe, in fact, raising the bar for his teammates, and that's on the defensive end. So I have a lot of respect for what Ben has done with his game this season, and I refuse to jump on the – I don't know, the critical bandwagon when it comes to Ben at this point in the season. Is answer or same he's tearing us apart? This might not be able to live beyond round two. This might have to be it. Round two and done. <laughs> Will our relationships be a, able to survive this? I think we can do it. I think this is productive. Yeah. Right? It is productive. We're yes. all being diplomatic yes. and, and listen. The, the, the Did I come out too hot listeners? about Ben's defense? <laughs> no, no. And, and again, I didn't say anything. I said he played well defensively against Tatum and, and Brown, 20 and 17 points uh, for, for each of those two guys. So he did his part along with Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and the help defense, Matisse Ibo as well. Uh, my only thing was when we saw what we saw, yes, in February when he put up those numbers, 23. And sure, I don't expect that every night. I don't expect 42 points like we saw from the, in the Utah Jazz game. I don't expect that. Just like I don't expect 36 from Tobias Harris all the time. I, I just – I know when I see him, Simmons, and I, he sees it as well, he knows what he may have left on the floor in that regard. And then to the other point is when I do see the seven turnovers, that might you know, say, well, this was one where he, he could have, instead of trying to pass it and force it and be that – pass first mentality type of guy, go ahead and take that shot. Because I still think watching him, for me, not on the floor, that it was still a good shot for him. Maybe a better shot for his teammate, but still a good shot for him. Not tearing us apart. Not tearing us apart. <laughs> Our bonds are stronger than a silly That's Friday right. deep dive game. <laughs> we we want to we win. 
Guys, I thought it was pretty cool. Thursday before the 76ers got on a plane to head down to New Orleans, we heard from George Hill for the first time as a 76er. I was very excited to be able to come here to an organization that's competing for a championship. You know, meet up with some of my old foes that kind of started this thing with and this journey with, and like Danny Green and Popeye, Dan Burke, um, Jaeger, Coach uh, Rivers. It's fun to, to be here, to meet all the new guys and get out and try to help them win games. Said he feels like he's going to be back sooner rather than later. 76ers are not rushing George Hill along. I am okay with that. He's reached the playoffs 11 of his last 12 seasons in the league. I do believe he will back at some point before the playoffs to get enough run in him and rhythm to find his spot with this team. So I'm not particularly concerned about his timeline at this point. I think he has such a defined skill set, and he's such a veteran in this league, and he's been put in so many situations in his career. Obviously, it's not great to have someone join the team only in the home stretch of the season, but if someone's going to be able to do it at a high level, it's a guy like George Hill. And my understanding, based on listening to the coaches, to the executives, and to George himself, is that they feel that way, that they feel like they're going to be able to integrate him quickly and easily especially as it compares to maybe other other guys that you could add to a team late in the season. I would agree with that. I think he sounded, Lauren, like he was in a really good place, willing to embrace whatever role the 76ers and Doc Rivers are going to throw at him. Yeah, and if because it's later in the game, that ends up being a smaller role, it sounds like he's okay with that. And I think if he does a great job, that role, of course, will grow, Like as is the case with any guy in the rotation as we head down the stretch. George Hill, it was great to hear from him finally. Saw some workout videos before the Boston game. So looks and, and the encouraging part was him saying that he'll be back sooner rather than later. So that's encouraging. My, my, my thinking is, as Lauren was alluding to, veteran has seen it all, has done it all, understands what he has, uh, knows that he's going to come in and, and handle the ball, play off the ball as well. I think it's more about um, them getting used to him uh, and, and, and then him getting used to them, you know, coming in and being a part of the rotation. He's been to the finals, made deep runs in the playoffs. He understands what it takes. I'm not worried about his inclusion into the rotation overall. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see him. Plenty of time left. And hopefully we see him, as he said, before the end of the regular season. And then, of course, for the first round in May. I say samesies to that. Samesies across the board for both your comments, at least for me. There we go. We can end on that note. I'm also going to make an executive decision. We are sunsetting and retiring. Answer or samesies. I feel like it just doesn't work. I think <laughs> going forward, we're going to call an episode like this when we touch upon multiple subjects, the 76ers grab bag or something like that. Okay. But we all, but we, we can have workshop it. We're in no hurry. It's yeah, fine. we have a mailbag, so maybe we can't have another type of bag. All right, maybe we won't make any hard, fast, emotional, in the moment decisions we'll let it sit. let's workshop it marinate it well we're in the lab someone tell us always in the lab we have a long season we, we expect do. to be here why i would agree with huh? you it's a long season exactly guys enjoy the game later on in this friday thank you so very much as always we made it i think we're gonna be in good shape for next week regardless of how heated relatively speaking it got this week with answer. I think the fact that this was what we would consider a heated episode (laughs) says a lot about the general camaraderie and and positive, peaceful vibes that we bring to the the show every week. 
Amen. 100%. 100%. Looking ahead, coming up on Monday, the next Mailbag Monday, as always. And if you have not yet done so already, find us and follow The Scoop wherever you get your podcasts. It's the daily five-minute update on the 76ers, the morning of and morning after every game. Have a great rest of your weekend and enjoy the games. Talk to you next time. See ya. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.